0: What's up, y'all? This is John and Mike, back for another episode of the Nothing Finer Podcast. As always, we are live on Millions. Um, just gonna be honest, dude, this shit sucks. Um, it does suck. This is the first time we've recorded an episode after a loss. Um, so we haven't, we've never done this before.
1: Um, it's uncharted territory.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, I think, I think this week we're really just going to jump, jump right into it. Um,
1: Because none of us are feeling good or feeling great at all. No. no. Weekend was not good. It it was ruined.
0: Yeah. um, Bama found a way to uh, make it shitty for all of us, at least all of us that are listening, because I highly doubt anybody that's not Georgia fans listening to us. Um, and I'll, I'll say what I t- sent you in a text last night. This was a failure from the top, and by top I mean Kirby Smart, all the way down. Um, yeah. And I say Kirby Smart because he wasn't necessarily making the play calls, making the personnel decisions. But as a head coach, he has the authority to overrule certain play calls and certain personnel decisions. You know, mm. I I think that there were probably guys that were um, maybe should have been in instead of a 40 call plays other than a uh, toss sweep on third and a foot. You know, solid. They did
1: that twice, by twice. the way. Yeah, twice. Yeah. And, um, Never
0: ch- challenge, uh, fourth down play where everyone on your sideline was saying incomplete. Um, you know,
1: yeah. Cause yeah. Otherwise, I mean, it was fourth and four turn that over. They don't score at the half. It's a ten. It's a, uh, what a seven, three game or 10, seven game, 10, 10, 10, seven, seven. Game. Yeah. 10
0: seven. game. Um, and then it was a turnover on down. So there's no telling if, Yeah. Georgia would have been able to move the ball there. Um, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: no, I mean, it was just, it was disappointing on every level. Decisions were made that were terrible decisions
2: Mm -hmm.
0: consistently throughout the game. Um, I will say I love the Anthony Evans punt return. That was the best decision that was probably made all night. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I just – I'm shocked. After what we've seen over the last two seasons, you know, Mm -hmm. something that we probably should have hit on a little more was um, the fact that you were going to have a true freshman linebacker in coverage against the slot receiver for Bama or uh, spying Jalen Milrow. Mm -hmm. And when you're, when you're essentially dual responsible for both of those on the same play, you're not, you cannot be right. It's just not possible. Right. Uh, Play calling offensively and defensively, not great. Um.
1: Well, like I'll say, like on on defense, realistically, Georgia had two like really piss poor drives. Obviously, that resulted in touchdowns, and then the uh, the fumble on the on the reverse that you know nobody thought to pick up. Um, obviously, that wasn't really the defense's fault. I think they, I mean, obviously they allowed points there, but it could have. I, I don't want to say it could have been worse, but it could have been worse. But like two. Two of those drives where they just sliced that defense like it was it wasn't even there was was troubling to say the least.
0: Yeah, and I will say, you know, give credit to Alabama. They they came yeah. with the right game plan. They came in, made the right coaching decisions,
2: mm-hmm.
0: made in game adjustments that shut down what Georgia was trying to do. So I'm not saying that Georgia lost this game. Alabama did win this game. I'm not. I'm not going mm-hmm. to try to. Counter it and say it didn't happen the way it did because it absolutely did happen that way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But after those first two drives where Georgia allowed nothing for Alabama's offense,
1: yeah, it was like four yards, right? Right. Yeah.
0: They started. They ran almost every play the rest of the night with twelve personnel. Mm-hmm. A tight end that had less than ten catches all season played most of that game because he could run block. Yeah. So CBS, and we'll, we'll actually give credit to CBS here in a minute, but CBS saying Alabama's run game or offensive line shoved everybody around all night, incorrect. ESPN during that six-hour playoff show saying that Alabama's offensive line pushed Georgia around all night, incorrect. Because every single one of their runs that went for good yards a tight end hit that gap first. They were essentially yep. playing I-formation football, but using a tight end, in-line blocking, coming back around and hitting the hole. So, mm-hmm. while Alabama did beat Georgia, their offensive line still not good. On obvious passing situations, Jalen Milrow still got his ass beat.
1: I think what Georgia sacked him at, at least four times, right? I don't have the box score pulled up.
0: Yeah. No, it was... Like, I, I don't...
1: Yeah, they had they had four sacks, eight tackles for loss.
0: Yeah. So, so that whole oh, Alabama's offensive line has improved. No, no they did not. Oh. Alabama knew that they couldn't win the line of scrimmage without bringing in extra guys. Yeah. Is what happened there. And you know, I hate to call guys out individually, um Daylon Everett, not the guy.
1: No. Not, not mm-hmm. the guy. Uh, He's been picked down all season, and it was still you know, evident in
0: this game. Yes, he has some drastic improving that he needs to do, or when Julian Humphrey is healthy, he will be taking his spot back. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw it. If Kirby's making a secondary change midseason, it's because the other guy has drastically proven that he is better than you in practice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And would you like to know the list of guys that have allowed zero touchdowns in coverage this season?
1: I'm going to guess it's just one. Yeah, I was going to say. Well,
0: no, Jamari Lasseter, Javon, or Kamari Lasseter, Javon Bullard, Tykee Smith. Zero Mm -hmm. touchdowns allowed between those three guys all season, while they were in man-to-man coverage. Mm -hmm. Dalen Everett was... All but like three of the touchdowns. And the others were when a true safety, not a like
2: time between the two
0: positions, but a true safety Malachi Starks was in Mm -hmm. man-to-man coverage. That's it. Yeah. That is the the list of guys that allowed touchdowns in the secondary this season. Hmm. Uh, So.
1: I mean, it's impressive for those three guys, obviously, but yeah, there's a, you know, one of those things isn't like the other.
0: Correct. Correct. And Mm -hmm. anytime you have a safety in man-to-man coverage, it's probably not going to go your way. That's just kind of how football works. Safeties aren't corners because they don't do man coverage well. Yeah. Um, But no, it's... uh, And the defensive line is definitely not the defensive line of the the last couple of years past. Um, Yeah. I will say that there were guys that definitely made their presence known. I mean, Zion Loeb was terrorizing Jalen Milrow all night, whether it was getting in the passing lane mm-hmm. or getting to him, um Warren Brinson, Jalen Walker boy.
2: Yeah.
0: Tearing it up. Um mm-hmm. but but Nas got pushed around, actually pushed around. Um
2: mm-hmm.
0: Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, I guess he's still dealing with a lingering injury because he was not near as explosive far as getting off the ball as he usually is and um,
1: yeah he wasn't on the stat sheet at all
0: no and then you know michael had his hands full with the only offensive lineman mm-hmm. that's worth the shit on that entire team all night I
2: yeah.
0: after this performance I truly truly believe that if you are a defensive lineman in the transfer portal this season you're getting a call from Kirby Smart
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, he's going to – he has his work cut out for him to, uh, to fill that in because – I mean, it's tough to – obviously the last few years having guys like Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis before the – Devontae quite you know, genera- Yeah, know. Devontae uh, – Quay, well, Quay Walker's linebacker. But, like, all these guys, these generational talents, like it's going to be a drop-off. And, obviously, we saw that in really the, you know, the game that mattered most.
0: Well, a few games this season. I mean, Auburn ran for 200. Tech yeah. ran for two hundred, and then um, what did Bama
1: have? Uh, Bama had one forty-one ninety-two. Oh, I'm sorry, they had one hundred ninety-two receiving. Yeah,
0: yeah, they had one fourteen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, two point eight yards per attempt, not bad, but no. Mm-mm. Um,
1: but they got those yards when they when they
0: it when was they needed them yards though. That, that... or like yeah. twelve. That, that was Bama's rushing yeah. game. It was like negative mm-hmm. yards or a first down every time. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I talked about earlier, having a true freshman in CJ Allen trying to cover Isaiah Bond and play Spy at the same time, that's never going to work. No. And that's not saying, like, you can't How much... make the correct decision in the spot he was put in.
1: Mm-hmm. Would it have been ha- – do you think it would have been much better with, with Pop out there, if even 80%? No.
2: no. Yeah. I, th-
0: I think C.J. Allen is probably better in coverage than Pop is, just because he's faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't think it would have been any different. I think with the way that Alabama was playing and with Hurry Up, I think C.J. Allen would have played probably as many, if not more, snaps than Pop anyway. Mm-hmm. The only way that I think a guy playing the position that C.J. Allen was the other night would have been, I think the only person or people that could have done that well, and you're looking at a short list of like Roquan Smith and Nicobe Dean and Quay Walker, like you're looking yeah. at a select few guys that have played for the team over the last decade, and it's, I mean... I don't even know if they could have done it significantly better
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know i think the game plan should have been better
1: it i don't want to say they i don't know do you think they they psyched themselves out going into it But obviously we beat George, i mean we beat uh alabama in the 2021 championship but it's like is, is there There's some not
0: a lot of guys on the team that were part of that
1: yeah, but, I mean, is it a, is it a coaching staff thing? Like, you're playing scared a little? Because, like, we saw in the Peach Bowl how, you know, I mean, obviously this is a year ago, but, like, how on Kirby was, you know, snuffing out that fake punt and things like that. And, we, and we're and we going to talk about, you know, bitching about some of the calls, even though I want to reiterate we're not Bama, we're not Tennessee, we're not going to blame missed calls and fucking injuries on the loss or why we lost. But,
0: but it had an effect.
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, the – I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll get into it now. So the, we, I mean, we talked about it before, but Kirby not challenging that, you know, that fourth and four catch that should have been even looked at. I was surprised the booth didn't look at that.
0: When Gary calls out, that was an incompletion that needs yeah. to be looked at in real time. And the refs mm. are just like, oh, it's all right.
1: And, and then like, you know, uh, later in the game, they, they looked at the fucking area and 50 yard bomb. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah.
0: When Gary is roasting Gene Steratore coming back mm. from halftime, because Gene is sitting there cucking himself for the mm. referees, yeah, maybe there's a damn problem. Once that, again, yeah. not saying that a few missed calls were a difference in the outcome of this game.
2: Mm.
0: Absolutely not. But there was it definitely had an effect on the way the game played out. I, I, mean, I,
1: I just I, – I don't get how he didn't – how – how uh I mean, I don't criticize Kirby very often, obviously, because he knows way more football than I'll ever know or forgot it more than I'd ever know. But how do you not – how do you not challenge that at that point? It, you, know what, you lose a timeout in the first half? So what?
0: Right. It's towards so the what? end of the first half anyways. Like, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll probably end up being, you know, conservative anyway and not doing anything when you get the ball back anyway. So I don't uh, – what, what was the harm? I got uh, – but – it didn't, you know. Obviously, it didn't happen. You know, you come like in the first half too. You have, uh, uh, Peyton Woodring. Oh, there's. I'm sorry. Like that field goal that went off the uh, the upright. It was a what well, was a 45 yard field goal at first, got called off sides. moving back to 50. He hits the upright.
0: That's good, from the initial spot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. 50 absolutely, yards,
0: 50 yards would have been his career long. Yeah, like. To say that we expect a true freshman to make a fifty-yard field goal in the biggest moment that he has ever been in in his football life,
1: no, no, I'm not. Yeah, but by no means am I blaming him on that. Like he, I mean, he's he's continuing this long lineage of like great kickers that George has had in the Kirby Smart era. He's
0: missed four or five field goals all season.
1: Yeah, he's been money for the most part. I'm I'm not I'm not blaming him in the least. But just like just some mental mistakes and shit like that. Yeah, like again, a forty-five-yard field goal, even that. Like if he misses that, okay, you can live with it. But making it, asking him to do a fifty-yard field goal too is 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 a tough look. Like I'm again, I'm not putting any blame on him. I'm hoping you know X or Twitter, you know the uh, the lunatic fringe of the fan base isn't going after him and any of these other guys. So that a lot of them play their asses off. It just again, it's just little things that you know what was the difference in this game. And again, we're not blaming injuries or. Or, or, you know, missed calls or anything like that. But it, while it did have an impact, that's not the reason why we lost. It's not. No. no Other absolutely. things that could have been I, better.
0: You know, and to point to another egregiously missed call where they called Horse Collar.
1: Yes. Oh, Barry, my God.
0: Yeah. He very obviously had the outside of the shoulder pads on both sides. Mm-hmm. And once again, Gene cucked himself for the refs. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Well, even Kirby. I mean, Kirby, that's one thing that we definitely saw on the telecast was he was politicking hard for that. I mean, he. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, surely, you know, he'll, you know, he convince them. They didn't they didn't call back one of those
2: no.
1: flags that they pulled. Like, I didn't see, oh, actually, there's no penalty for horse collar tackle or anything like that. That, Yeah. No. And,
2: yeah.
0: you know, as far as, like, I'm going to be honest, there was a lot of pass interference going on all night long mm-hmm. on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the one that was called is a bad rule, not a bad call. Mm-hmm pass interference where the quarterback underthrows it intentionally to get the pass interference change the rule mm-hmm. like that. The referee was doing his job in that instance. So I, yeah. I, I saw people all over social media during the game complaining about that call. It is a bad rule, not a bad call. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, to go to the offense a little bit, um, we already talked about those toss sweeps on, like, third and a foot that were just terrible yeah. decisions when yeah. the it. QB sneak worked mm-hmm. more than it didn't all night long.
1: I, and I'll, I'll before you before you get into what you're going to say with that, mm-hmm. it was cute when we said, like, at the beginning of the season, oh, you know, I want to line up start an i in formation. match. Yeah. Start the season. Not in game fucking 13. Come yeah. the fuck on. When you hadn't really done that all year. Yeah. And, and uh, when sir, you did, yeah.
0: it was like, oh, UAB has small linebackers. We're going to yeah. be able to shove them around.
1: Or when you have a Marius Mims out there or yeah. Tate Ratlidge out there in full strength. Like, yeah, okay, I, maybe I can see it, but come on.
0: Yeah, and, you know, moving on to the offensive line just a little bit, Mims went down. He'd been dealing with injuries on and off all season. Hate it for him. Mm-hmm. And then Tate didn't play most of the second half. Yeah. So once again, injuries, not the reason George lost. That was decision making, coaching, bad decisions, even on players' mm-hmm. parts. Yeah, but injuries definitely had an effect. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and again, reiterating that is the injuries are not the reason why. We're not going to go on social media and say. Oh, but we, you know, we're missing. We missed two offensive linemen. It Doesn't count. It, you know, just it, it so invalidates what Alabama offensive did. Offensive
0: line just as good, if not better, than anybody in the country. That's not. Mm-hmm. there that shouldn't be a reason.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And they even and it, started driving late in the game with two backup offensive linemen. In. So, like, yeah, did it have an effect on the overall way Georgia called plays? Yes. Yeah. Was it the yeah. reason they lost? No.
1: No. And then even like with receivers that are hurt, we talked. You know, you talked about at the top with with uh, you know, Brock being. No seventy at seventy percent. He was not that at the end of the game. That man could not no. walk at the end of the game. No, he was a fucking warrior lad. Being fifty percent out there, I mean, other 50% other guys
0: might be generous.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he went out early. Like he looks like he couldn't walk in the second half. They must have shot him up with some like a couple quarter zone shots or something because he was able to at least move around a little bit better. And then he, obviously he kind of wore off later on. But like, like you mentioned. I mean, there's enough pass catchers on this team, the wide receiver room and pass catchers, that's deep enough to wear it. again. That shouldn't matter. It, it, I mean, it. I shouldn't say. It should, It's not the reason why you lost.
0: Late in the game, matter, the loss, got mm-hmm. called in. First drive he's in, he gets a big play. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have done that when Ladd tried to leave the field and you said, no, get back out there. Right. And you couldn't have just been like, hey, we need somebody else.
1: I, I, that's why I think like some of this was like in the coaches' heads. Like it's that, it's that saving effect just looking across there, even though you beat them once it hadn't beat them in Atlanta. I wonder if that, if that had something to do with it, like, oh, no, we need everybody out here because we can't do it without everybody. I don't know. I hope it, I hope that's not the reason, but it, you, I don't know. It, it's, know, it's, it's, it's definitely frustrating. I
0: definitely think it was in Bobo's head. And yeah. I say that because, Mike Bobo had never beaten Nick Saban. Mm-mm. Never. He was not on staff when they beat Alabama in twenty twenty
1: one. And when it well, got, then he, oh everyone.
0: When it got to the point that Georgia was in the situation where they needed a yard, they needed a first down. Instead of doing what works, doing what has worked against every defense all season. Doing what worked against Alabama earlier in the game. You get cute with a fake double handoff and fumble the ball on your own. Like,
1: Use your six-foot-four quarterback to just yeah, fall you, forward.
0: They got cute when they didn't need to. And I I, mm-hmm. I do think the Alabama effect was in Bobo's head. Yeah. I hope that's something he can get over because, I you know, he ha- he called a single bad game and a handful of bad plays all season.
1: Yeah. He, 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 Bobo overall is not the reason.
0: And, you know, to hit on the running backs a little bit, Kendall Milton was by far the best running back we had on the roster last night. Mm -hmm. And there were times where he got hit low and that used to be his kryptonite. Yeah. He said last night's game. When Kendall was asked today, if he was going to sit out the bowl game, he said, Hell no, I would never leave those boys hanging like that. I've been to hell and back with them. I am playing this next game.
1: Hell yeah! That that that's the culture. That's the yes. that is the type of program that Kirby has built. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it.
0: I you know there's and back to the Mike Bobo thing a little bit. Carson was visibly frustrated with the with the calls that were being yes uh, sent to him. There's there's a clip floating around of he's I want to say it was after that third and one toss sweep he's leaving the field and he says if you read his lips what the fuck was that play?
1: Um, Jen was showing it to me on a, on TikTok and so she had pointed out that somebody had said it looked like he said I like big oily men which I don't think that's what he said I think it's probably what you said
0: yeah um highly doubt he's talking about big oily men during the biggest game he's ever played in his life um yeah big doubt big doubt
1: i i hope not maybe yeah. no, i hope not nope
0: yeah very uncomfortable all night
1: um mm-hmm. well like overall i mean he was 21 of 29 for 243 so obviously not the, the the output that you're that you're used to doing i mean almost that 250 yard you know mark that we had talked about all year but it, it could he have been better absolutely but again that some of that's a function of of some of the play calling and all that. So
0: and yeah. you know, if Carson comes back, he's obviously eligible for the NFL. Um mm-hmm. I hope he's got the dog in him that it gets him to come back mm-hmm. um to the University of Georgia because honestly after a game like that it, it's possible that it's in his head to transfer. I hope it's not, but yeah. it is possible. If he does come back, I think he needs to have a come-to-Jesus meeting with the offensive staff and be like, hey, so if we get out there and I think that your play call is stupid, we're doing something else. Mm-hmm. He's like, I we'll keep personnel. But a tall sweep on third and one with a defense as good as Alabama's, we're not doing it.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: We're just not doing it.
1: Yeah, I I think he does come back. I'm I'm hoping that he comes back for sure cuz that again that the last that last game is not what you necessarily want to have on tape going going into the draft. You were a fringe like top 100 prospect coming in coming into that game, you probably fell out of it.
0: Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, all, talking, I mean obviously you don't
1: mean, day it. 3 at this point probably. Yeah. And and honestly, if you if the rumors are true about the uh, collective trying to get together a package to keep him, he's probably going to make more at Georgia next year than he would as a, you know, day three pick. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, I agree. Yeah. Um, do you have, do you have anything else you want to hit on with this game? Because, because I think, it, you know, we've kind of talked about everything that I had in mind. You know, we talked about mm-hmm. it, all the Poor decisions, the bad play calling, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I don't um, harp on it. I don't want to harp on it too much.
1: Yeah, there's okay. There's there's really there's two other things I wanted to touch on. I had wrote down before we kind of get to like players of the game type stuff, even though we won't talk about that too long. Um, did you did you get a chance to see the Jermaine Burton thing at the end, like after the game? Yeah. Trash. What the fuck?
0: Trash. Yeah.
1: He okay, so. Jermaine Burton had two catches all day. Granted, he did have a touchdown, so there's that.
0: He had a but... touchdown on Dalen Everett. Yeah, which that's, uh, that's is that. That's not a touchdown on the rest of the secondary. That's something right. to be hype as fuck about.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, and to go after the game and and go all the way to the student section and start, you know, doing the, you know, making a heart gesture and then breaking in and doing, like, fake tears and just, like, shoot shouting expletives and stuff, that it – that is why nobody likes Jermaine Burton. I don't know how, again, how many Alabama fans were, like, defending that. I, I, I have no idea. I don't know what anybody said to him to, for him to be that salty. He left on his own. It's not like he got kicked off the team, right?
0: Yeah. As far he, as I know. It may, have yeah. been, it may have been one of those things of, hey, Jermaine, you should probably find somewhere else to play. It may be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, I doubt it. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he was on the team for two seasons before he left.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, I mean, he had you know he had moments this year where he probably was their number one, although Isaiah Bond kind of took over the last two games. But for him to do that, he's he thinks he's Steve, uh, Steve Smith. Remember when he was on the Panthers and he would get in fights and, like, punch teammates and shit? Jermaine Burton's the type of dude that will punch a woman that's storming the field. He's not going to punch a you know, full-ass grown man. Yeah. So he's not that guy. He's not.
0: what What I think is funny is that he's so short-sighted Mm-hmm. that he doesn't think about the consequences of his impulsive actions. He is going to cost
1: himself a fucking draft spot.
0: <laughs> oh, he's costing himself millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that I talked about when he was at Georgia, I mean, that's well before he we had the show, but mm-hmm. like, Jermaine Burton was the best route runner on the team, on Georgia's team at the time.
1: He, what, like 2020?
0: Uh, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. He was the best route runner on the team. Oh, okay. Healthy, I should say. He was, you know. Yeah. He ran the cleanest routes. He mm-hmm. knew the most. He knew how to play off of a defensive back. He came in to college a polished receiver that just needed somewhere mm-hmm. to show his ability. Like he
2: Ooh, yeah. came
0: into college as that, and. He never got any better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he he peaked like his freshman and sophomore year. I mean, remember that game he had when, uh, when JT Daniels, that first start against Mississippi State? He had that like 200.
0: Mississippi State game in 2020 yeah. 196 yards.
1: Yeah, insane. Yeah. Ins- I mean, yeah, we, we you know, this guy was limited, but yeah, he's plateaued. But He hasn't got any better.
0: Not only has he plateaued, he was forced by his coaching staff and air management because he smacked a woman storming the field. A few Mm -hmm. weeks later, he shoved someone else when LSU stormed the field. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then he's on tape taunting fans after a game. Like, every one Mm -hmm. of those things is like, oh, dropped another half round.
1: Red
2: flag, red flag. another
0: half round. Like, you Mm -hmm. are costing yourself millions of dollars because you can't help but do something stupid.
1: Yeah. I hope he thinks it's worth it. Like, yeah, I told that student section they yeah. they know now it's totally worth me losing. Yeah, they know my catches
0: tonight were difference maker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's uh it's Fuck that guy. I, I don't know what else to say. I
0: I just if you're gonna be that immature as a senior mm-hmm. in college where yeah. you're making too much money Mm-hmm. To play college football, you transferred from a team that you just won a national title on to the team that you just beat for a national title, and I just man immaturity at its finest.
1: How is he going to handle being in the NFL? Like, let's say he goes to like Philly or something like that. Like he and and, and he tries any of that, he's going to get fucking killed.
0: <laughs> oh no! I hope he goes to the Giants.
1: Yeah. Oh, they'll feed him alive. The fan
0: base will turn on you quicker than the other fans. And then you have to go Mm -hmm. play in Philly.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Like, let's see how that goes. Let's, or the Cowboys, (laughs) where the entire nation hates you. Yeah. And then you have to go play in New York and Philly. Like, yeah, yeah, let's let's see how those poor decisions follow you. Oh, man, you got cut after your second year. Your first contract wasn't even up yet. Wow. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And what I, I don't know if we want to save the like where we thought Georgia fell uh, in the in the playoff, but I, I I want to reiterate that I mean, I mean, it was, it was a great season for them. Obviously it didn't turn out the way we wanted to with this game, but in like my heart of hearts, like I feel like this team is a top four team in the country. They just had they had a bad night. obviously it happens. it's college football. This is the year where you couldn't have a bad night. Obviously, I mean, Florida State, didn't have a bad night all well relatively they didn't lose all year and they got left out so you the one year where you really couldn't stand to have a loss especially in the conference championship it happened but like realistically if you were doing like the real like top four teams in the country there's there's a better argument like than the three percent chance that like the ef espn you know college football playoff indicator or predictor thing had like i think after the games, like Georgia had like a three percent chance. I still think they're a top four team in the country, but again, that's not the way that it it could have played out. And I don't think I don't realistically. I don't. Is anybody like really mad at the committee for not putting Georgia in the top four?
0: There's probably some some uh, some people that are more biased than we are that are upset about it. Mm-hmm. I, the committee made the right decision.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, we'll. Yeah, we'll we'll like get into that. Get into so
0: it. as far as like a, um, you know, this this is the first time we've recorded since that. like since they know, haven't lost for Georgia loss. So yeah. I do want to. You know, there's a lot of people. That, I mean, I've only seen it a couple of times, but on social media, I've legitimately seen people say that Kirby Smart should be on the hot seat.
1: That is such fucking bullshit. <laughs> Absolutely I, not.
0: I agree. I agree, <laughs> but for if any of those people are listening, would you like to know how many times Georgia has not played in the SEC championship game since Kirby got to Athens?
1: Twice. Twice. Mm-hmm.
0: His first season, and a COVID season where Florida had generational talent.
1: Yeah. So six and eight years, right?
0: Six and eight years. Georgia made the play- playoff three times. 2017 made it to a title game. 2021 won the title. 2022 won the title. Kirby Smart is still a top two coach in the country. He recruits at a level only rivaled by Texas A&M when they're shelling out hundreds of millions of dollars and Alabama. Mm-hmm. And if you want to compare what Kirby has built to what Nick Saban built, Nick Saban never won three in a row. He won back-to-back titles when college football was the easiest it had been since the 90s. Yeah. And I feel like that's not much of a stretch to say. hmm And this, we, you know, we've mentioned it a few times throughout the season, this was the year of, par- of the closest thing we're going to get to parity in college football, between mm-hmm. NIL and the transfer portal, every team has gotten better. The- Georgia Tech is going to a bowl game for the first time since 2018. You have the same yep. Florida State team that lost to Jacksonville State two years ago, go undefeated, win a conference championship, not make the playoff. Washington's top four players transfer portal. Like, I... This was the first year since the playoffs started that one bad day ruins a season.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, if you're questioning Kirby Smart, get your head out of your ass. First off,
1: I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, okay, no, sorry, go ahead.
0: But, and this is something we that I talked about at the beginning of the season you never know how long a run like this is going to last. Made history, right. 29 straight. First team to go undefeated in a regular season three years in a row. First team to go 8-0 in the SEC three years in a row. Like, we knew it was coming to an end eventually. And it just so happened that it came to an end the first time since 2014 that you can't have a bad day. So, move on to Florida State. This should be a fifty-six to zero game, for being entirely oh,
2: honest. God.
0: Like, we'll get way into that, and we'll try and talk to somebody from Florida State right before mm-hmm. that game. Um, but Georgia probably got the easiest pick out of the oh, New Year's six God. games, for being honest. So uh,
1: I don't know, man. I, okay, uh Mi- Yeah, I was gonna say Ole Miss playing Penn State.
0: Penn yeah. State, maybe.
1: How, 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 okay. So if it was a 12 team playoff, Penn state would have made it Penn state. So if you're, I mean, if, if everything was different this year, like if we, let's say we had, you know, everything remained equal, all the same results happened and we just had a 12 team playoff. Georgia would have a home game against Ole Miss. Uh, what in like what, two or three weeks. Right. Uh, Um, yeah, it'd
0: be the week before Christmas.
1: Yeah. So we've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. we, We saw exactly how that would go. Uh, then it's, they
0: would play Texas in probably
1: like Sugar Bowl. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Probably it's, Cotton Bowl. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough. One other thing I'll say about, about Kirby and his – for anyone saying that he's on the hot seat or should be on the hot seat, we, we mentioned, you know, the two years he didn't go to the playoff that, you know, it was, you know, two out of six years or whatever. The years that they didn't make the playoff – well, no, I'm sorry. And they met a New Year's Six Bowl every year. Right. They made the playoff three since, times
0: every year since 2017. They have played in a mm-hmm. New Year's six bowl. Yeah. And have lost um, a single one.
1: Yeah. Just the Texas that the Bevo game. Yeah, that's it. They've won six straight bowl games.
0: Yeah. For, so and yeah. as a program, they have the longest. Bowl streak in college football.
1: Yeah, it's like 30, 30 years or more. Nope. No.
0: Um, their bowl streak started the year I was born.
1: Oh my god, two thousand three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Not quite. There is a one at the beginning of my okay. birthday, um, birth year. Only, I should say.
1: Only nineties kids would understand, right?
0: Um, but I and you know I've I this is something that opposing fan base is probably going to talk about quite a bit. The Mark Rick comparison. Mm-hmm. Kirby won as many SEC championships in his first eight years as Mark Rick won in 15.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Kirby Smart has played for three national titles. Mark Rick played for a pseudo national title in 2012.
1: He should, if they had the playoff back then, he probably would have played for at least two, you would think, right?
0: Yeah. No, I Maybe agree. three. Maybe yeah. Three. Yeah. Um, Kirby Smart's won two national championships. First, yeah. first coach to win titles in back-to-back seasons in the playoff era. Like that mm. cannot go un uh, understated. Yeah. So, you know, I think we should probably move on at this point because we are yeah. forty minutes in. But yeah, we got some other stuff you know, to, to hit on. This, while the streak ended, while it probably for the last twenty four hours, it felt like the sky's falling. Hmm. that's just a few raindrops sky's still yeah. up there buddy yep. alright so you want to go ahead and move into the um, playoff ranking stuff
2: yeah we can do that
0: or did you want to talk about one of the other conference title games I can't remember what we talked about
1: Um, I mean we can hit on the other conference title games really I mean the only game that was good was the Pac-12 championship and that was kind of the same result yeah. as uh that's the first time so i mean washington beat oregon again by a field goal 34 31 panics outplayed bow um i mean
0: it was kind of shocking how poorly Nix played like he yeah. lost himself runner-up in the heisman on his mm-hmm. first drive
1: yeah he, he he lost his ticket to new york
0: i, to I don't think he's gonna be a it. finalist at this point i
1: guess it depends I mean, on how 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 lopsided it is right
0: I think it's Daniels and then him and uh, Penix are going to split second place. Yeah. Like, it's going to be close to 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you the Carson conversation we were having a few weeks ago is absolutely <laughs> yeah, not the case anymore.
1: That, that was dead after the Tech game. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, but the uh, the ACT championship, uh, I know those kind of lead into what we're talking about with the playoff, but anybody watching that game, if you saw Florida State, I mean, it was, what, 16-6? to
0: yeah,
1: it, um, I, close. yeah, obviously Florida State's defense is elite. Like they have a very good defense. I mean, it they do. That's I mean, that's, that's the one that's side the of the
0: same Louisville team that scored thirty one against Kentucky last week.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah, it's they have their one side of the ball is elite, and obviously without with uh, Jordan Travis's leg leg exploding and him dying on the field, you know, I obviously is tongue cheek, but you know that that cost them a spot more or less. I mean they the ACC schedule's weak and uh, everybody's talked about how bad the SEC like, you know, out of conference SEC games and stuff like that were, but I mean Florida State, it does matter. No, you don't want to see a TCU Georgia game again where it's 65 to 7. Like Florida State Florida State I think would get blown out by anybody and they uh, and we both think they're gonna, probably going to get blown up by Georgia in the uh, in the Orange Bowl in a few weeks. Uh yeah.
0: I I, I mean, so Florida State that game was fun to watch if you like defense last night. Um, mm. but, so we'll just go ahead and jump into the playoff talk with yeah. Florida State getting left out. Florida State got left out one because of the Jordan Travis injury. Yes. But if they had still gone undefeated after losing Jordan Travis, but they they beat the hell out of quality competition. hmm they would be in the playoff right now. Yeah. It would be Bama 5, Georgia 6.
1: I And I saw I saw some people talking about the comparison, like, oh, the, the common opponent that F, uh, Florida State and Alabama had is LSU. And obviously Florida State, you know, beat the hell out of LSU. It was for Bama, it was a lot closer. But if you look at, like, who has the best win, obviously it's Bama, right? They've, you know, beat yes. a team that's back-to-back national champions, 29 in a row, you know, all the stuff that we've, you know, kept talking about all season. Bama has the best the, the best uh, the best win of anybody this year. Yeah. So I, I don't. Yeah, the, the people that are upset about Florida State not being in. I it's the, it's the right decision. Obviously, it sucks that they're undefeated and they missed the playoff. But I, realistically, I don't know how you can make a, a good a good in faith argument why Florida State should be there as presently constructed versus uh, Alabama and Texas. I don't get it.
0: And Florida State. Even if you throw in the ACC championship game, if you throw in Louisville's record, Mm -hmm. they are at, like, their opponent's winning percentage is at or below 500. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's not something that can be overlooked. No. Not at all. And the Jordan Travis injury, terrible. And the way, the way he feels and how he put that statement out earlier, where he said, I wish I broke my leg earlier in the year. I hate that he feels that way.
1: Yeah. and I don't know if you saw it in the explanation when they talked to uh, the NC state athletic director, that's that, you know, the head of the committee. I mean, he basically had kind of pinned it pinned the reason why they put Alabama over Florida state. They kind of pinned it on that injury. He said it kind of like point blank and that, while that's true, he said the quiet part out loud. That sucks. Like how how bad does Jordan, uh, Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis, uh, Jordan Jordan Travis feel? Like he obviously, yeah, he obviously feels bad, and you know, it, it, it sucks. It sucks for him. I think I don't think anybody's like yeah, you no, know, who. Like no, like it's legit. That sucks. That's awful that he feels that way, and they, they kind of they really they said the quiet part out loud and really put it on him getting hurt because. He was. I mean, he was borderline before we got hurt. I mean, they were talking about him being in the Heisman conversation. It was him and Jaden Daniels for a while. So yeah, it sucks. It sucks for them, but ultimately they probably got the right four.
0: You know, so after the Saturday, I think Florida State lost their shot at a playoff. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we're kind of reactionary in this. I think they lost their shot at the playoff with looking terrible against Florida.
2: Mm-hmm. That
1: was the start of it for sure.
0: Like that that was that was the sign of detriment like terminal cracks in the foundation. When Tate Robinmaker yeah. goes below 50% completion against Florida's defense. That and gets concussed
1: like, in that game too, though.
0: It, he was. Yeah. But he still like before he got the concussion late in the game, it's not like he was doing well. Right, right. So so that was kind of like, oh, there's like there's real cracks here and then the ACC championship game. Granted it was a third string guy, but if he would have completed more than 8 passes last night, um maybe
2: yeah.
0: Like if their offense would have looked as good with Glenn playing quarterback, as it did with them playing wildcat with a wide receiver playing yeah. quarterback. Yeah. They're in overbama. Yeah. If Tate Rodemaker didn't get a concussion and they've won this game 35 to 6 or 35 to 10, they're in the playoff. Yeah. And, but the committee made the right choice because I think this is the first time that they have actually held up to the bylaws as far as the committee picking the teams. Yeah. because this was a combination of the four best teams and you're like all right so i think this is one of the four best teams how do you back it up well they've done a b c and d this season here's their strength of schedule here's their strength of record here's where their numbers are offensively defensively oh by the way they're an undefeated power five champion mm-hmm. like i you know and boo Oregon actually talked about it he said they gave they went around the room and said, Who's your number one team and why? Yeah. So that was it this was the first time that the committee has done what they should have been doing for the last decade. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Do you do you think that this would kind of be the catalyst of Florida State really leaving? Obviously we were rumblings before the season, even during the season necessarily, whether it's the Big Ten or SEC, but you think that speeds up the process of them getting out of that conference? Because obviously they did everything they could, you know, in their power to get to the playoff, and they couldn't do it.
0: I think if they can find, completely ridiculous, but mm-hmm. I mean, Florida State made the playoff in the first year. Should I, without an injury or with either of the backup quarterbacks looking competent? They make the playoff this year, yeah. And I think I think they've got to leave. They have to. I have to. I think if I think if they leave, you're talking about Clemson, North Carolina, maybe Miami. Maybe I don't feel real strong. I don't know.
1: I don't think Miami has the financial backing. Obviously, they have a couple of like you know a couple of boosters, but I don't. I don't think they don't have the fan base or the the money to do that, do they? So,
0: probably not. I mean, they have Miami graduates have the money. It's just how much do they care?
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously they don't go to the fucking games.
0: Yeah. So but granted,
1: you don't want to go out to that stadium anyway, from my understanding. So, yeah.
0: Um, so I'm assuming it would probably be an even number of teams that left. And we're already saying Florida state Clemson, and UNC are the three that won out the most. Mm-hmm. Who is the fourth team? Because I'm thinking it's either Louisville or Virginia Tech. Mm. Or does Notre Dame join a conference with the ACC dropouts?
1: Mm. I wonder if, or oh, like another one that I don't know if it's it's been brought up at all, but like what... I mean, what if? Because obviously, Notre Dame is—it it comes up every offseason about them. You know, what? How, when are they going to join a conference and all that? I wonder if they, to get Notre Dame to join the ACC, like as presently constructed, what if they, you know, uh, you know all the money that gets brought in with them and all that, with all the extra eyes and stuff. I wonder if they they redo the contract and make it more viable for everybody else to stay there. I don't know. I have no it, idea. I don't have no idea how that's going to play out.
0: So the, I, I think. I think what they forced SMU into, the contract they forced SMU into.
1: Oh, not not giving them any money for like three years or whatever?
0: Oh, it's until 2030.
1: <laughs> Shit, I didn't realize it was that bad.
0: Yeah, so I think that shows everyone around the country that pays attention that the ACC does not care about yeah. how it affects its member schools, how anything works. I I really think that the SMU contract I mean, they're even screwing Cal and Stan and to be fair, Cal and Stanford aren't really good in any sport right now, so it's not
1: No. Not the sports of, that matter to
0: viewership. Not, not revenue producing sports. Let's say that.
1: Yeah. Olympic uh, sports, sure. Yeah.
0: So so I think they showed that they don't care, which I think is just another nail in the coffin for a uh a significant exodus of the teams that people actually watch in revenue producing sports, leaving the ACC. Yeah. I think that's probably more likely
1: as well, for sure.
0: So for these new Year's six games. So we've already talked about it a little bit. We've hit on it here and there. Um, what is the New Year's Six game that you think will be the best to watch? Not from a Georgia perspective, but from a fan of the sport.
1: Besides, I mean, besides Jordan, Georgia and Florida State playing in the Orange Bowl, I think actually that's going to be a really good matchup. I think it'll be interesting to see, depending on how all well that goes out. But um, from like a casual perspective... Well, two different things. I mean, Michigan bamas going to get the casuals for sure, because obviously you have like two of the biggest brands in uh in the sport. But mm. 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 As far as the New Year six, Ohio State and Mizzou, that, I think it's going to be good.
0: That's that's kind of where I'm leaning. I think that'll be a really really fun game to watch because Mizzou has moved the ball against defenses just as good, if not better, than Ohio State's. And Ohio State's offense has struggled. So I think it's good on good and kind of bad or less than less than normal against less than normal, like as far as uh, performance goes. Um, and then... I'm really interested in this Ole Miss Penn State game yep. because of how well Ole Miss is, or how well Penn State's defenses or defense performed against the Big Ten's best teams. So that to me is the uh, it is kind of the is Penn State's defense legit or Big Ten offense is just that bad like that's that is what that bowl game is going to tell us it could be huge
1: for lane as well getting a new year's six win not that it mattered for like someone like dan mullen that got fired after winning a couple of them but i mean it, it might arguably might be the biggest you know win that old miss has had i mean postseason wise since ever i mean besides them,
0: title in the 50s
1: yeah since they're they're segregated <laughs> title um but yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good bowl matchups. Obviously, we're gonna get way into them more. But like, just some of the the SEC-related ones. Obviously, we talked about Michigan, Bama, uh, Georgia, Florida State, Ole Miss, Penn State. Uh, future Big Ten. I'm sorry, future SEC school. Arizona and Oklahoma is gonna be good too. Alamo oh. Bowl is always good. Oh. Alamo Bowl is always. You can't miss it. It's always good.
0: I mean, last year Washington and Texas played. Yeah, and now they're playing in a semifinal game. I think that's going to be a phenomenal game because Washington is best at passing the ball. In Texas, their secondary yeah. is less than, you know, less
1: uh, battle tested. You want maybe? I don't know. Do what? Like less uh, battle tested than? Uh,
0: yes, but they're also not, not as know. good as every other part of their defense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's
0: their true. Pa- Their past defense relies on their front seven's ability to pressure the quarterback into bad throws.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: which has worked against everyone, but they really haven't played a team with an offensive line as good as Washington's. Um, yeah, so I think that's going to be a very interesting game.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, no, I think I think this bowl season has some of the best matchups that we've had in quite some time. I think it's going to have the most competitive semifinal games that we've mm-hmm. had in quite some time. Um, you know, I think if you're going to send out the fourteen playoff, not only do the semifinal games, not only are they going to be great, but the rest of the New Year's Six games are going to be great games. Yeah. So... You know, I'm. I think if you're going to end it, this is the way to end it. I still think a six or eighteen playoff is better than twelve. But we yeah. already had that argument this off season.
1: Did you see the JJ Watt uh tweet or thing he put out? He's like an emergency six, 16 playoff where uh Michigan and I think it's said Michigan, Michigan and, Washington and Washington get a buy. Yeah. And then yeah, Georgia, Bama, Texas, Florida State play in some random you know randomized situation that would be dope. I you know but
0: I think that if it was a fluid situation and wasn't contractually obligated yeah. to be the way it is, like if the powers that be could have just gotten in a room and said, Hey, these six teams not only deserve it but they've earned it. Give everybody. Yeah, I
1: mean, a shot. yeah, I mean, realistically, I, yeah, I mean, that makes the most sense. If money wasn't an object, that that would be the way to go. Because they, with a twelve team, does anybody really think Penn State has a shot, or Ole Miss, or Liberty? Lib, li, yeah, Liberty. Yeah. Even Oregon, after you know losing to Washington twice, like realistically, every year, like it's probably going to be six teams at max that have like a legitimate shot, and usually it's less than that.
0: Yeah, it, it is normally less than that, but I think, you know, this year, I think this year was the best argument for the playoff expansion. I know last year, you know, teams got left out that possibly shouldn't mm-hmm. have been left out, and, you know, especially, what is it, 2014, where there were, like, three big 12 schools that yeah. realistically had an argument to be in the playoff. and
1: Yeah, it was, like, TCU and and, uh, and Baylor. Baylor.
0: And, yeah. oh, I mean, TCU, Baylor, and Oklahoma State that year, yeah. mm-hmm. they were all... I think they were all one loss teams. They had all beaten each other, but one of them had a conference title. Like it was, Mm -hmm. you know, years like that. And especially this year are the reason that the playoff has expanded. But then this year, you know, you do have six legit teams that can compete for a national title. But not only that, you've got college football. I, you know, I've already hit on it a few times in this episode, The top to the middle is getting condensed.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, Mizzou and Georgia had a game that got taken into the fourth quarter. Georgia Tech is getting better. So, like, Mm -hmm. teams in the middle of the pack between NIL and state laws that are allowing NIL for high school players as long as they stay in state and transfer a portal of a guy that was like third string at a top tier program, going to some middle of the road school and making them a lot better. You know, like the sport
2: between the middle and the
0: top is getting significantly closer get Closer together. I think the bottom is still kind of as far away from the top as they have been. But the middle of the sport is getting closer to the top. And, um, you know, I think that's a phenomenal argument for this playoff expansion. And I'm a fan of expanding it. Maybe just not to 12.
1: Yeah, same. Um, Uh,
0: So, what were you about to say?
1: No, I was just going to say, like... Again, I I know we're going to have plenty of time to talk about it. Not not getting in-depth on it. But, like, probably, like, the grossest game (laughs) uh, that we would even have some kind of interest in is Iowa and Tennessee.
0: And that's a game that I can get free tickets to. And I have somewhere to stay, like, 20 minutes away. I was... Hoping and praying LSU was going to get the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. Because I'll go watch them beat the shit out of somebody.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: Iowa could score on LSU's defense. hmm So, I'll go watch a 56-21 LSU win in Orlando. You know what I mean?
1: Right, yeah, exactly.
0: But to watch a 17-13 gross game if
1: if that yeah iowa got shut out by michigan the, did you have one other thing did you see the uh iowa there's a bar in iowa city or just iowa in general that was like giving out free free beer until iowa scored in that game yeah. they're done they got yeah. shut out it was 26 nothing
0: to quote to quote uh joe joe exotic i'm never gonna financially recover from this
1: mm-hmm. why would they do that why they knew what they were doing. I mean obviously they got a lot of press out of that, but come on now.
0: I think they were hoping people order food and shots and you know yeah. like, oh the free beer's only Milwaukee's best.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight from 40s. Yeah.
0: Um So we did skip over players of the game. I don't the only players of the game I want to talk about are the I you know I can't even remember what what we're calling it, but the hardest workers of the game.
1: Hungriest dogs.
0: Hungriest dogs. So the hungriest dogs of the SEC championship game. It's Ladd and Brock. They both got yeah. literally helped off of the field multiple times last night. Came back into the game and made big plays late in an attempt to get Georgia to tie the game. Mm-hmm. I you can't say enough about what those two have been willing to do for this team in their time here and um, you know if Auburn's god wants to shed a little light into Athens and they're both pissed off they lost to Bama and want to come back so they can play them in September of next year mm-hmm. worse things have happened
1: yeah definitely worse things have happened who knows they might both come back who knows
0: it's possible it is possible yeah they I mean, can Brock, Brock is a first round guy, so that that'll be tough. And then, mm. you know, Ladd, oh, I think I think if he'd been healthy this season, he'd be looked at as a uh, late day one, early day two guy. Yeah. But, you know,
1: did he do the senior day stuff? Do you remember?
0: Lad, I don't. Yeah. remember. I don't.
1: I know I mean, Brock didn't graduated.
0: do it. Okay. Uh, Sweet. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
0: All right, oh, we so, got to do Calling
1: the Dogs too,
2: right?
0: Oh, yes. We have a, I think it's like six minutes. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm not even joking. Um, so, for this week's Calling the Dogs, and we're going to keep it open all through bowl season. So, if you have a bowl that you have a real hot take on, um, just want to get something off your chest, call us, 678-465-8020. Your voicemail will be on the show But here is this week's Calling the Dogs. Uh,
3: This fucking sucks.
2: Fucking sucks.
4: Hey, y'all. This is the infamous Dr. Frog here. Currently at the Copper Rocket enjoying the Orlando Alumni Society's, you know, wash party here. Holy hell, y'all. I hope this is just a shitty halftime rant, and I don't have to do the same damn thing at the end of this, the game here, but what the shit? Of course, the first fucking game that we let them score on us, or we score first, and then it's just an absolute shit show. I swear to God, Mike Bobo's pulling all of his best shit from the early 2010s out. I'm here to goddamn at Mike Bobo, about every other play now. Good Lord, they need to pull their fucking heads out of their asses get it to fucking gather. Hopefully we'll figure it the fuck out in the third quarter, but I'm not exactly positive. Too many years of uh, Georgia fandom has taught me better. So, we'll see. Go dogs. Dogs I die, even when they shit the bed. Bye. Hey, y'all. This is the infamous Dr. Frog here. Um, as much as I hoped that we would uh, figure it out in the second half, unfortunately, uh, at least evidenced by that first uh, drive there in the start everything, it kind of kept Kept the phone going for what we were to expect tonight, unfortunately. (sighs) I mean, if we could stop calling dumb plays to run it up the gut when they clearly had figured it out, (laughs) I don't know, the third time we did it, that would be nice. Mike Bobo, I've been, I've tried to give you the benefit of the doubt, but tonight just proves me and proves the rest of us what we already should have known, that you had no damn business coming back here. Please, just get the fuck out of Athens, all right? We're done. Y'all take it easy. Hey y'all, it's the infamous Doctor Frog here. Uh one last final thing now that I've kind of sued on the ending of the game there. In the grand scheme of things, twelve and one ain't bad. I ain't gonna be whining like the Nebraska fan base that went nine and three for so many years and fired their head coach for to then you know, now end up in mediocrity. Look, we should be happy for what we have. But we could also be frustrated when things just aren't clicking. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think this year was really a year. I think we had a lot of younger players that just kind of needed some time, and we had a lot of injuries that we dealt with. And while as much as we were hoping that we could push through that, just finally bit us in the end. A three-point loss to a surging Alabama team that's probably going to now sneak into the playoffs and beat all the other teams isn't the end of the world. And to be honest with you, I'm going to really enjoy all those casuals that were complaining about how dominant Georgia is now having to watch Alabama sneak in and beat their asses too. So, you know, at least we uh, can enjoy that, right? So, anyways, hope you all have a great um, holiday season. We'll see what happens and what, you know, New Year's Six Bowl we end up in. Hopefully it'll at least be a fun game and not end up with some playing some stupid team like Liberty. But even if that happens, at least there's a good chance that we can at least go home and relax after the third quarter. So, y'all have a great year. Enjoy your time with your family and everything. Go Dawgs.
3: Well, boys, let's hit the podcast has hit a new milestone. This is the first episode of the Dustin Finder podcast recorded after a loss. Uh, and let's be honest, this seems a little bit probably more than a little bit. It stung in 2021, too, when we lost this game. But uh, at least in 2021, we knew we were going to get a second chance at it. It doesn't look like it will this year. Uh, and, you know, these things happen, and these things will resolve themselves next season when 12 teams will make the playoffs. And then we'll probably be actually having pretty much the same conversations as all teams get in. But you know what? Is what it is, man. The easy scapegoat here is to just pin everything on Mike Bobo and say, Mike Bobo lost the game. I told you Mike Bobo was no good from the beginning. Now we finally lost the game, which we saw Mike Bobo's fault. now strike. That's a lazy, lazy response to this game. Mike Bobo was not the one who let Jalen Milrow scrambled around and get several first downs to end that game so they could bring down the clock. And in fact, Mike Fobo, I'm not saying he called the game perfectly. I had plenty of problems with it too. But he did get us in a position to win that game as the defense stepped up and the defense didn't step up there. At the, you know, it happens. Mike Fobo couldn't help that Carson looked like a deer in the headlights out there for a lot of that game. Like, you know, that happens But first year starting quarterbacks in that first championship game. Sometimes that happens. You could say, well, Stephen figured it out, and his, not really, actually. Look at the SEC championship game. I was thinking national when I said that. But he had already played on a championship game before that. So, you know, trying to have a little gratitude here. Because I think a little gratitude is deserved, you know? It's been two years since we've had to feel like this. <laughs> So, heck of a run. Not many teams can say that, and certainly not many Georgia teams have been able to say that. We're used to feeling this way far more often. So, just want to encourage everybody to look back, look at the run we had. Don't say everything's over, fire Kirby Smart, because we didn't three feet. That's a ridiculous standard to try to hold them to. You know, we got plenty of chances to get back in it next year. You know, hopefully the committee gives us a nice bowl game you know somebody like Oregon or Ohio State or Oklahoma who we were supposed to play and not Louisville or SMU or somebody like that Our Liberty got bit so we got- oh, so the
0: so the last voicemail apparently got cut off towards the end um, but the last voicemail was Caleb so it is fitting that in, uh, in this week's Caleb's Corner, it's a very not fun fact. Um, the last three times Georgia has lost Alabama, they put up exactly 24 points. For the people that are going to say it's Mike Bobo's fault, two of those three were under Todd Munkin, and not to mention, Georgia put up better offensive stats this year than they did last year under Todd Munkin. So, once again, it is not a Bobo problem. He had one bad game and a handful of bad calls. Um <sighs> I guess we'll talk about our bets now, even though I'm saying that like we both did poorly.
1: Uh, I think we have the same record.
0: We do. We do. Yeah. Um, so I took Oregon to cover nine and a half. Obviously that not a good call. It wasn't. Um, No. Texas minus 15. That, that was just easy money. Um, Michigan minus 21 and a half. They won by 23, so barely covered.
1: No, Michigan uh, won by 26.
0: Oh, 26. Sorry, yeah. I forgot about their fifth field goal of the game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Florida State minus two and a half. They obviously won by 10, even though it was a very ugly 10. Um, took Georgia cover. We know how that went. Um, Kendall Milton at least one touchdown. Could have doubled that and still made money on it, so that was a good one. And then Tulane SMU over 47 thought that was a for sure hit um, with the amount of points of both those teams given up late in the season, but it didn't. So a little disappointed in that. But record this week, four and three, and uh, still still have a winning record on the season.
1: So me, I wasn't too radically different from you. I took Texas to cover the 15. Obviously they did that. Took Michigan to cover the 21 and a half. They did that. Uh, took Louisville to cover the plus two and a half. Lost by ten. Uh, the Iowa point five over didn't fucking hit.
0: Didn't hit the whole game.
1: Didn't hit the whole game. We talked about that already. I and they took it off the board because so many people took the over. Like I couldn't. I didn't see it anywhere. I, I told my That's brother hilarious. to put it in for me up there. He couldn't find it. So instead what I ended up hitting on was the one that you had talked about that. I think I, I had mentioned before about wanting to get in on the uh, Kendo Milton having at least one touchdown plus 100 hit that. But obviously I did not do much better because I also picked Georgia to cover that five and a half and yeah, um, that didn't happen. So I think of those two bets, I think I won like a dollar. So I just let my brother keep it. But uh <laughs> A little little tip for uh, doing my gambling up there. Uh, But championship week, I also went four and three. So, uh, again, still over 500, so that's all that matters.
0: So, I do want to say nothing finer moment of the week is Bo Nix after his last college football game. He, I think he's towards the top of most games started, if not has the sole record for most games started as a college player. Lost in a heartbreaker. Um, Just Oregon wasn't clicking on all cylinders, lost to Washington. Sat on the sideline until Kalen DeBoer got interviewed. Michael Penix got interviewed. Dylan Johnson got interviewed. So he could go over... And give Michael Penix a hug. And that's the kind of stuff we want to see. They're obviously rivals. Both of them have been in this game for a long time. But for him to have just suffered one of the hardest losses in his career. And still have the wherewithal and lack of impulsiveness. To to go show a fellow competitor that sort of love and admiration is something that if we're being honest, 20, Bo Nix in his first season, that's not something he would have done. So right. love to mm-hmm. see the growth of him as a person because, you know, just we've, we've talked about it since last season. Just don't be a dick. Be a good person. Yeah. It's not difficult. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: but as always guys, follow us on our social medias at nothing.finderpod on Instagram, at finderpod on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. Just search us there. Um, for our merch so it is still on millions.co if you search us on there go ahead and give us a follow while you're there you have to create an account but it's not too difficult but for our merch we're making an announcement as of the Monday of the National Championship game we are taking our reigning defending shirts hoodies kid shirts Taking them all off because that will be the day that Georgia is no longer the reigning defending national champion. And um, we're not going to falsely advertise like that. We're not going to keep selling championship merch long after they are no longer champions. So as of that Monday, we are going to take that down. So if you want to get one of those, go ahead and get it. Um, Ask for it for Christmas. You know, get yourself something for Christmas.
1: We'll, uh, we'll still have the third and back shirt out there. Shout out to our uh, our buyer out there in Ontario picking that up, yes. man. Thank yes. you, sir.
0: Shout out Canadia. Love you guys. Yeah, Bacon man. You can use some work, but other than that, you're pretty cool.
1: And your gravy and French fries are interesting. Interesting choice. I've poutine. still never had poutine. It, mm, I'm not a fan.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, you're pretty much from Canada, so that's saying something.
1: Basically. I'm north yeah. of it.
0: I was about to say, you're north. If you go to the north, you hit Canada. If you go to the south, you hit Canada. If you go east, you hit Canada from where mm-hmm. you grew up. So it's...
1: Yeah. Just surrounded by Canada yeah. all around. Wow.
0: Wild. Wild. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Geography, crazy, man. I swear.
0: Um, and uh, like we keep saying, rate and view the show, five stars, send a screenshot. We will send you a sticker do it on your boyfriend girlfriend son daughter nephew cousin do it on their phones help us out um Mm -hmm. but even after a loss there's nothing finer in the land